Hi, and welcome to another episode of Raising His Kids, a podcast for stepmoms. We're your hosts. I'm Lauren, a child-free stepmom of one, hoping for an hour's baby soon. And I'm Tony, a bio mom of two and a stepmom of two. We are two stepmoms who, although we live at opposite ends of the world, quickly bonded over how we all deal with the same Karen as we navigate our lives raising his kids. We're always talking about high conflict bio moms, so let's talk about the high conflict step parent. I think this is a super important topic because I don't know that people realize there are high conflict step step parents. Mm-hmm. Even if like you're not doing it with like malicious intent the way some bio moms do. Sometimes you just think you're sticking up for your family and it just goes too far. We had one stepmom writing in. She wrote in on my page and said, as a stepmom, I was high conflict by trying to communicate with the ex beyond just logistical things, laundry, changeover, et cetera. Neither of us should have been in the position of communicating with each other. That that ad class is like a non-intentional high conflict. I wouldn't say that you're a high conflict step parent because you recognize the situation and you removed yourself from the situation. Right. Exactly. And that's like the difference, I think. Was she saying that she was a high conflict one because she was communicating or did they have conflicts because she was communicating? No. So she's saying that she, she was the high conflict one because she was communicating and just from what I know about this stepmom, bio mom, at one point they communicated great. But then bio mom started resenting her and it broke down and she was still communicating. Okay. Whereas she should have probably, when the breakdown in the co-parenting relationship happened, she probably should have taken a step back. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. Because I was going to say you're not necessarily high conflict if you're the one doing the communicating. Sometimes that just works better. Absolutely. It's like when I wanted to communicate with Karen 2.0, I thought that it would make things better. I've got times where I can message Karen if I need to without having to go through my husband. That just seems kind of crazy to have to do that, honestly. Like, you shouldn't have to go through him when you're also, like, you're with the kids more than your husband, right? I'm probably with the kids more than even their bio mom as well because she works and I don't. So more time with them because of that. But um, anyway, Mm. not a communication episode, so... (laughs) Yes. Um, Although I think a lot of like trying to not be high conflict and removing the conflict has a lot to do with communication. So we'll probably be talking a lot about communication. Very true. Yeah, it really does. Like all of that. I mean, you can't be high conflict if you're not communicating. So you're right. It all it all comes back to communication. It really does. Do you want to read out the listener questions or do you want me to read out the first one? Uh, I'll read the first one. Okay. Is there ever a situation where it's okay to be high conflict? I have thoughts on this and my answer is no. It's never okay to be high conflict. But as we were just saying that there are times where you are accidentally high conflict. You know, we're not perfect humans. None of us are. But it's the repeat behavior. That's the problem. We all get that there's situations where emotions get heightened and conflict arises and people don't react the way they should. Is it okay? No, but recognize what's happened and change it for next time. Right. And there's definitely a difference between like being a high conflict person and having like a conflict. Like if you, if you have an argument with the other bio parent, which is probably unavoidable in most situations, That doesn't really mean that you're high conflict, but obviously try to avoid them. I agree with you that it's never okay to be 
high conflict. Like the other thing that high conflict parents and step parents do is intentionally try and sabotage the relationship between parent and child or step parent and child or having the high conflict step parent contacting like in a twice blended family having the high conflict step parent of one side contacting the bio parents on the other side that's causing conflict that is a high conflict person right exactly and that's that's the difference between being a high conflict person and just having a conflict i totally agree with you though that it's never okay but um and there's also like a misunderstanding i guess that mostly from high conflict bio moms, but that stepmoms holding their boundaries is being high conflict. And it's like, you can hold your boundaries and not be a high conflict person because you got, you have to, nobody else is going to, if you don't. (laughs) Absolutely. And I'm, I get called a high conflict bio mom because I have boundaries. I want to use a parenting app. I don't want to communicate with high conflict stepmom anymore because she was high conflict and did some crazy stuff. Right. Perfectly reasonable boundary, especially since uh, your daughter with you at the time, right? Mm -hmm. When she she was, yeah. Yeah. So I mean like that at that point, you're like looking out for your kid too. Yeah. And, and my son has heard the things that she said and his father have said. About you? About me and my husband. Oh, that's not good. I don't and like that. So that, that's where, you know, that's why I say she is a high conflict stepmom and he is a high conflict bio dad. Right. Yeah. Definitely sounds that way. <laughs> his daughter acts just like her high conflict bio mom. How do you separate feelings for her? That's a really good question. <laughs> mm, it does because of all my issues with little Jay. And oh, not yeah. only does he look like his mom, he pulls the same facial expressions that she pulls, especially when, you know, we weren't getting along and she'd pull like a facial expression at me, which was just, you could tell that she was trying to murder me with her eyes and he pulls the same <laughs> face. So I just tried to remind myself that he's human. The way he acts is a result of the things he's been told. Right. It's a reflection of the high conflict bio parent, not me as a step parent. Right. I imagine that it would be really hard to separate those feelings, especially if she's like older. Like if she's a teenager, I was very high conflict with my parents when I was a teenager. Like I fought with them about everything and I'm sure they hated me to be honest. But um, I could see how difficult it would be to like separate those feelings if she is older. And especially if she's a girl also like mm-hmm. my stepson when he gets like whiny and crying he looks just like his mom it's so crazy it's like because she like pulls these like victim looks when like anytime she wants something and it looks like she's about to cry and that's exactly how he looks and it it drives me absolutely crazy so and that's hard for me to separate like, I gotta be like it's not her <laughs> it's just him as a result it's fine I do have that issue with big k as well because he also looks like his father and there's times where he's being an angsty preteen little boy and he gives me attitude and he shows me disrespect and I get triggered because I feel like it's his father yelling at me and it's his father disrespecting me. I have to work really hard at separating the two because triggers me probably more so than when I'm dealing with little Jay. I could definitely see that because that brings back like memories to you not just like something that like bothers you that will probably be really hard when he's a teenager too. Oh absolutely and because I know he's going to be bigger than me so. Right. 
So I'll be like staring up at him and having to deal with it. So I liked the next question, which was what types of things do step parents do to constitute them being high conflict? And when you have a lot of experience on, I know. And it, and it touches on like things that we've just said, but you hear all the time where bio moms are going, oh, step mom's crossing the line. If we act like adults and we remove our emotions, you can allow the step parent to care for the child they wouldn't actually be crossing any lines that's just twisted up in your brain right but when they do things like contacting other co-parents or contacting workplaces or I know creating social media accounts just to talk crap about biomum that is what I see as high conflict yeah I think anything that you're intentionally doing to hurt bio mom or anybody, I guess, is what makes you high conflict. It's like the intention behind it. And like chasing them down in a car, trying to act friendly and then using it against them. Yes. And intentionally talking bad about the bio parent to the child. Yeah. That's intentionally being high conflict because you're trying to alienate the, your stepchild from their biological parent. Right. And that's just as bad as when, or maybe even worse than when bio parents do it. It's like when bio parents try to do it to the step parents or even to the other bio parent. I, I see it equally as bad. Like, and it's worse because you're you're trying to why I hate parental alienation. Like a bio parent is trying to tear them apart from someone that they're half of, someone that you once loved, because let's face it, you didn't always hate them because you had to love them to have a child with them. And I get that the step parents never loved them and they may despise them for whatever reason, but they are still half that child. Right. Yeah. So I'll ask you this question. Okay. What do you class as a high conflict step parent from a bio mom perspective? Which kind of goes along with the last one. Yeah. So <laughs> things that have happened to me are that my husband's ex-wife has been contacted talking about me saying that I'm crazy, saying that I'm trying to steal the children, you know, talking about my Instagram blog, which is completely unnecessary. They're trying to intentionally sabotage that co-parenting relationship. And that not only hurts me, that then hurts my husband and it hurts the kids that are involved. Right. Other high conflict things like intentionally inserting yourself in the co-parenting relationship and telling the bio mom how the co-parenting relationship will work that's something that oversteps like if and we've talked about it before if you want an opinion as a step parent you need to talk to your spouse about it you don't then go harass the other bio parent telling them what you want and how you're going to insert yourself in it right Um, yeah your spouse needs to be the advocate for you and like your family in that relationship, you can't just go making all the rules with bio mom. So even if bio mom was to reach out to you and say, hey, bio dad and I have had a breakdown in our communication. Can we try and communicate? Can we try and sort something out? Don't then go take it upon yourself to change the co-parenting dynamic. You can't change the custody schedule. You can't change the agreed communication methods you also can't then stop bio mom from contacting bio dad when it's necessary because even though bio mom might go hey I want to talk to stepmom to reduce conflict with bio dad there are still some things 
other than just pick up and drop off that need to be discussed directly between bio parents, like medical needs, schooling needs. Some things won't be discussed with the step parent. And then you can't get angry if the bio parent, like bio mom doesn't want to talk to you about that stuff when that's not the stuff that's causing issues. It's the day to day. Right. I mean, it's like kind of, I don't really like to use the word crazy because I don't like calling women crazy. Um, But it is something to expect that you're just not going to talk to him anymore about your kid with him. Absolutely. Sometimes I do our communication, like not all the time, but um, sometimes just because it's easier for me to like take a step back from like the whole situation. If she's like being like high conflict, I can more easily take a step back because I'm not like directly being bullied I guess for lack of a better word so it's like easier for me to like step in and be like okay everybody calm down than it is for my husband because he's like right in the middle of it but I would never expect that she wouldn't contact him for other things you know especially if it's just a like a part-time thing just until issues are resolved like and I still get annoyed like we were on the weekend my husband and I were in the car we were going out to lunch Karen calls and we both look at each other and go, why is she calling? Anyway, after the phone call, I said to him, I said, that really didn't need to be a phone call. That could have been an email. Like, But it, it was something that needed to be discussed. She's not calling going, oh, hey, how's your day? Right. And, you know, as a bio parent, I don't feel the need to talk to my ex that way either. You know, if I'm talking to my son's father, I'm talking about child-focused things. If I'm contacting you about the child, I expect a response. Right. You know, I don't expect to them be abused by stepmom because the communication's not in the format she wanted or, you know, I sent one email about one thing but then something else arose so I sent another email about the next thing that came up. Like sometimes communication does need to be more frequently. Yeah. And, I mean, especially with a young kid, that's to be expected. You can't just... Be like, oh, I want to try communicating with you. And she's like, oh, great. I have all the control now and I'm changing Mm -hmm. everything. That's definitely not how that works. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. And I did actually get a story that I want to read out. It's a short story that I got from one bio mom. And maybe that's a good point, a good time to read that out if you want. Okay. It's only a short one, but this bio mom wrote... The high-conflict stepmom needed to constantly feel as if she had some type of control over me. And she would always argue that I had to go that extra mile. If things weren't done her way, she would take it out on my son, telling him lies about me and degrading me to him. It got to a point where I was so anxious to even send a message to either her or my son's father because I knew the response would be something nasty. One thing that's always stuck with me was when we were changing our orders because he couldn't facilitate the current ones, I suggested handover be at a McDonald's halfway between us. She said because I get child support that he never actually paid, I should be driving the full way to their house. The judge told her then and there that what I was proposing was fair, but she still wouldn't have it. She needed some kind of control, so she said the McDonald's I had chosen wasn't a safe area and handover had to be 
at this other particular store. The other store was 10 meters from the McDonald's I had requested. That is so annoying. We went through that too when we were doing like public meetups instead of picking them up from school. It was like there was like a fresh market and a target right next to each other. And they we'd be like, okay, we'll meet you in the fresh market parking lot. And they'd be like, no, target. Like it was just so like they had control over where we were meeting. And that drove me absolutely insane. So that that just like triggered that memory for me. Our Karen, like she had to have all control, always had to be closer to her. When she finally got told that she had to pick a halfway point, you know, she she won't move that halfway point. So even though she's moved closer, that halfway point is now only 10 minutes from her, but 30 minutes from us and wouldn't change locations to make it easier for both of us. That, that is like a different type of high conflict where they're willing to make it harder on themselves just to make it harder on you. Absolutely. And that is just so wild. <laughs> when when I changed my parenting plan early last year, we introduced the halfway meeting spot and I had suggested the McDonald's between our houses. There's only one McDonald's. He didn't want to agree to that. And I said, well, your other options are the Servo or the Woolworths, which is like a supermarket up the road, or you can pick the police station, which are all within the same vicinity. And he ended up just agreeing on the McDonald's. Why was the McDonald's like being disagreed with in the first place? Because it was one kilometer closer to me than him. That is so crazy that that was that big of a deal. (laughs) Yeah. And I said to him, I said, pick somewhere, pick somewhere between our two houses because there's nothing. It's because where we both live are in new developments. So there's like bush everywhere. And then there's just this one section in this suburb that's directly between our houses, 10 minutes from either house. And because it was like slightly closer to my house. Oh my gosh. That is so crazy. Yeah. Oh God. When um, I got that story, I was just like, I need to read that because some stepmoms don't understand what they put a bio mom through. And I'm not making excuses. I know that there are really high conflict bio moms out there. But there's, oh, also, yeah. there's also bio moms who have had the bio dad tell a false narrative. Right. You know, that's true. I'm always big on give them the benefit of the doubt. They'll eventually show their true side or just err on the side of caution, but don't intentionally go out of your way to, you know, do crazy stuff like that. Right. Do you know if that was an Australian stepmom? Yes, that was an Australian stepmom. It's interesting to me that um, she was like the judge told her. So that seems like the stepmom had a say in court. It must have been. It was in a different state to me though. So, and it was a few years ago. So yeah, it was long before COVID. So I'm not entirely sure. Right. I wonder where bio dad was during all of that like if he was just like sitting quietly or if he was like agreeing to everything she said from what she's told me bio dad's fifo and stepmom was the one pushing for custody and she's come out and told her all this ever since um stepmom and bio dad split up okay stepmom's come out and told bio mom everything that she did and <laughs> what a mess <laughs> yeah is I think we kind of have already covered a lot of the how to make sure you're not the high conflict step parent right is there any of those notes that you might want to talk about I think um the don't offer unsolicited advice thing that might be worth mentioning because that kind of is where a lot of high conflict step moms come from because 
they like push what they think. And I've done this. I'm not innocent, but they like push what they think is best. And then if the bio data is so against conflict, then sometimes he just goes with it, which kind of seems like what's happening in your situation, maybe. I know I do it now, but it's not unsolicited advice. You know, we've got some schooling things to do with children with learning difficulties. And, you know, I deal directly with the school. My husband doesn't. But then Karen wants to deal with my husband when they discuss things. Him and I do have to talk about it because I need to tell him what I've spoken to the school about. And then we discuss what we think is best. And then he has to then go back to Karen. I mean, I think that makes sense. I honestly think that's the healthiest way to do it. In my opinion, we discuss everything before we actually do it just to be like respectful of each other's like time and space and all that. So I do think that's like the best way to do it. But I think the problem comes from when you're like pushing, like in that stepmom story where they were, she was like pushing for something like that. That's not even worth pushing for where you're meeting. Like to me, it's not worth the conflict at all. Absolutely. Um, that was and just- the bio mom there was like this. She was like, I just agreed. So she understood that too. But Absolutely. it's just like pushing things like that, I feel like is what makes you a high conflict step parent and not just doing that, especially if nobody asked you about it. Yeah. Um, it's a really good way to make sure you're not high confidence. And the other way to make sure that you're not giving unsolicited advice is removing yourself from the communication between bio dad and bio mom. Yes. So if you're, if you find that you're doing it and you want to take a step back, stop reading the communication. Don't insert yourself because the communication doesn't need, you don't need to be involved in it at all. And if, right. If your spouse is relying on you to respond for him, then that's not healthy either. Definitely not. So that's just disengaging and removing yourself from those things to make sure that you're not being a high conflict step parent. Right. I don't know. It's so complicated because there's also like the issue of making sure that your partner isn't agreeing to things without talking to you first. Like we had this uh, happen like the very beginning of our relationship where my then boyfriend would just like agree to take him for extra weekends, like not check with me and see if we had anything planned or anything. And that bothered me. It didn't bother me that we were taking him. It bothered me that I had no say in it. I didn't even know it was happening. Like all of that. So like, I've, I don't know if I pushed my opinion on that or not, or just holding my boundaries in a relationship, but that was like one of our biggest fights. I was like, I need to be involved in communication with you like I don't need to be involved in her communication but like you have to so I feel like that's also where like something weird is (laughs) and what would have made you high conflict is if you then went and messaged her either with your husband knowing or behind his back about you know why you're always asking us to take them for extra time you know you you can still be frustrated that bio mom's wanting you to take them for extra time but you don't express that to the bio mom. I feel like that is the key right there. It's mm-hmm. to just communicate with your partner instead of bio mom. And you probably won't be high conflict. Absolutely. All right. So how to make sure your partner isn't the one being high conflict. Do you have any tips? Um, I feel like uh, looking at their intent behind what they're doing. Like, mm-hmm. for example, I had a friend whose partner... 
um, him and his ex were both fighting for full custody. Neither of them wanted full custody. They just wanted to hurt the other parent. Once she figured that out and she realized that her partner was the one being high conflict because she like steps away from a lot of like the set parenting, especially before they got engaged. Mm -hmm. Um, So she wasn't like super involved. So I don't know that she even noticed it before. But then that's when she like said something and was like, we spent three years in court fighting for something that you don't even want. They got it. (laughs) They now have all the custody. (laughs) Yeah, the bio mom, this is sidetrack, but the bio mom actually won full custody and then like basically abandoned the kid. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Just out of curiosity, if she won full custody, has abandoned the kid, does that mean that that legally they now have full custody or can she just come back, swoop in at any time? So they're back at court trying to get the paperwork for them having full custody and she could come back in at any time until they get this like figured out. That's insane. It's like they went through however, like two, I think like three, almost three years of court for her to win and then just bail. It just blew my mind. But anyways, but yeah, that, that is what I would say. It's just like, whatever they're fighting for, look at their intentions behind it and make sure that they're not just doing it to hurt bio mom and they're doing it because they actually feel that it's best for the kid. That goes with my first dot point, which is call them out on their bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you have to, because sometimes like they might not even see that that's what they're doing. Just like might not be intentionally being high conflict. Like they could just be like so wrapped up in this that they don't even like take the time to take a step back and look at what they're doing. Yeah, especially I think it happens more so when with the parent opposed to the parent that does the leaving, they're still so hurt for so long that they just want to intentionally hurt the other parent. Yeah, I could definitely see that. But some other things that I wrote down were to make sure that your partner isn't speaking negatively about the other parent in front of the children. Yeah, I think that's important. And I know that we're all human and sometimes we slip up because of a certain situation, but it's not just intentionally making sure that you need to make sure that if you're in your bedroom having a private discussion, you've got to make sure there's no little ears because I have three very sneaky boys that will tiptoe up the hallway and they will eavesdrop on a conversation. And we just started dealing with that. (laughs) And I think a lot of the negative stuff said about me, you know, there's times where he's like, oh, I got locked in my room and all I could hear was them talking about you. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. And I don't think they realized that he could actually hear it still just because he's not in the same room. If you need to say something negative, text it out. Right. Or save it for when the kids aren't in the house. Right. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I do think that is something that like you don't even realize that they can hear you or that they're even paying attention, but they are. They're paying attention to everything. They are. My other note was encouraging your spouse to stick to the parenting plan or the court order. A lot of conflict can be removed from the situation if everyone just follows the plan or the orders. And I get sometimes situations arise, but at the end of the day, you can't force the other parent to agree to a swap. Right. I get, you know, you want to, I scratch your back. Hopefully they're going to scratch your back back, but it's not always going to happen. Mm -mm. 
you know, so unless, of course, when the other parent is asking for a swap, you have an agreed date in mind, that's probably the only time you're going to get it agreed. But then look at your situation with Karen, who just changes her mind at the drop of a hat and just shows up at your house and takes him. Right. She, I will say she is really good about swaps. Like she's never, she never causes a problem about that. We we both need swaps, of course. So we like, we always swap with her too, but um, it is very difficult when she just changes her mind at the last minute. Yeah. I have another one about communication, which I think we've <laughs> already spoken about before when I talked about Karen calling my husband the other day, which was just limiting the communication to necessary communication and refrained from talking about your personal life. Yeah. I like how you say, keep your personal life personal. That is like the best advice, I think, especially if you're dealing with someone who you don't necessarily get along with. It's none of their business, you know? And I think this is also where a boundary was crossed between my son's father and I is when he was having relationship issues early on in the piece, he would then talk to me about it. And I would listen because we we were once friends. We were friends. We were together. So I would listen and I would act like a friend rather than taking that step back and going, well, hang on, I'm now your ex. I can't be your friend in this situation, even though I have no romantic feelings for him whatsoever. And I couldn't care less other than the fact I want him to be happy so that he's in the right frame of mind to look after our son. Right. You know, he he was blurring the lines by talking to me about his relationship problems with my son's stepmother. Do you think that's why, like, do you think she knows that and that's why she's got a problem with you? I absolutely think she does because at one point when we got into an argument once and I was saying, I said something about along the lines of, that's not what we, my son's dad and I agreed upon. And she said, well, he doesn't speak to you unless I know about it. Oh. So, and there were times when my son was really young before he had his own phone and I would call for my son. And as, as his dad was answering, we could hear her in the background going, why is she calling you? Oh man. (laughs) Like she was asking that while you had your son. So big K was three. So I had to dial the phone and hold the phone and it would be on loudspeaker so that he could talk to his dad. And when his dad answered, all we heard was her saying, why is she calling you? That is like, they, they, I feel like they should expect that it's also a great possibility that it's their kid. Absolutely. And this also goes to talking about how step parents cannot be high conflict is don't make assumptions. Yes. That's like a really good point. <laughs> you know, like that's a perfect example of don't make assumptions because in the end, my son didn't want to talk to his dad anymore because he could hear her in the background. Oh. And, you know, he got upset and felt a kind of way because of her reaction. You're right. To my At least he still answered the phone. That's when he used to answer the phone. Sorry. That's such a shame. Especially that he has his own phone now and he knows that it's him calling. Yeah. And not you. Why would he not answer the phone? I don't know. And he's blocked my number, so I can't call him anyway. That is absurd to me. I can't even. <laughs> the other thing in my notes, which goes for step parents as well. Yeah. Therapy. I think all step parents should try therapy. I think it it just offers a third party and it helps you so much. The other, I don't know if it's offered in the States, but the same company that offer 
free mediation here in Australia do really discounted cheat couples therapy, step parent therapy, blended family therapy, where like all like all bio parents and all step parents can be in the room and it's like $35 per person. Really? Yeah. Opposed to that's crazy. Opposed to like 180 bucks for a therapist. Right. That's interesting. I don't know of anything like that over here. I'm sure that varies a lot by state also. But yeah, I had a really hard time even finding like a counselor or therapist or anything who like specialized or offered step family therapy. Yeah. I feel like maybe it's more common now, but probably when you were first looking, it was just hard to find. Yeah. I couldn't find any, like I found one, but then she ended up not taking our insurance. So we couldn't even afford it anyway, but I had a really hard time finding someone that would like speak to all of us. Yeah. I don't know about any private companies like psychologists that will talk to all of us, but I do know of Relationships Australia offering that service because when we were going through court and we had the family report writer, the family report writer had stated that we should all attend blended family therapy. The judge didn't order it, so we didn't have to do it. We tried to do it, but Karen wouldn't do it. Oh, that's frustrating. Yeah, and I think I think in a lot of cases, especially when there's conflict and it's just miscommunication, I think that, you know, step parents and bio parents and both bio parents should be able to go to a therapist's office and hash these things out. I think it could yeah. solve a lot of issues. Um I agree. So I do know of one stepmom who her husband was court ordered to do co-parenting counseling with his ex-wife. It didn't work because the ex-wife is still so fixated on him. Oh. So she was trying to like more talk about their marriage breakdown and all of that rather than talking about the issues that are at hand when it comes to the co-parenting. That's hard. That makes that a whole lot harder. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So we've got this story talking about a high conflict bio dad and it says when high conflict bio dad refuses to pass on a message to our son about where he needs to meet me when I pick him up from school because it wasn't going to be in the usual spot. Our son then walked to the opposite end of the school when I wasn't in our usual spot and it took me over an hour to find him. I had to switch my number to private just so I could get through to HCBD because he has my number blocked and asked him if he passed on the message and he said no. I said so next time I ask you to pass on a message. Can you tell me you haven't done it so I can call the school because our son is missing? He laughed and said, well, it's not my fault. He should be there. How could he be there? He didn't even care at all about the unnecessary stress he caused me or our son. How, how could he say he should be there when he didn't tell him where to be? Right? Like, I see this as obviously the mom and the son have a usual meeting spot and a normal after school routine. I'm guessing that was changing on what I can assume is a changeover day. Obviously, changeover happens at school. And this bio mom was trying to get in contact with her child to say, hey, I'm not going to be here. Meet me here. And if they message bio dad, you would expect them to pass on the message. Yeah, especially for something like that. Like, like you want your son to be picked up or like not be stressed about where his mom is or if his mom's coming for him. So it's like, is it really that difficult to just say, hey, by the way, after school, go here instead of here? I know, you would think so. But I wish I had more information so that I could talk more about this. Maybe we'll have to get her to to write in. But I just... 
I feel like this biodad is definitely a high conflict biodad and a typical situation of where for once we're talking about the high conflict biodad rather than the high conflict biomum. Right, that hardly ever happens. <laughs> and this is also another example of how you can make sure that your spouse isn't being the high conflict one. Right. If if Karen messaged my husband and said, even if they have their own phones, the boys are useless, they don't check their phones. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, if even if this kid has a phone and the mum messaged the kid, they're obviously messaging the dad to make sure that the message got passed on. Yeah. Like if I had Karen messaging my husband and he didn't tell them, I would rip him a new one because as a mum, I would be stressed worrying where my kid is. Right. Like, yeah, like this is hurting the kid more than anyone. Absolutely. And if it, if it happened to my stepkids, I'm still going to be upset because I don't want to know that they've been walking around the school for an hour freaking out because they can't find their mum. Right. I know, that's terrible. Just because he couldn't take five seconds to pass on a message. Yeah, or message back and say, sorry, didn't get this in time. I didn't tell him, call the school. Right, yeah. Like any any communication with either of you would have been fine. Any any communication between the bio parents would have been fine. And yes. that's where a step parent should encourage that sort of communication. Yeah, I agree. I had a stepmom who is also a bio mom right into my page as well which is basically just another story of and I'm like you I hate calling women crazy but where there's a stepmom displaying crazy behaviors yeah there you go she wrote in my kids do not get along with their soon-to-be stepmom. She yells at them and her kids. Whenever me and my ex disagree about the kids, she messages my boyfriend to say what a horrible person I am and I should die, etc. I believe what the kids say about her and I really try hard to make sure my stepkids don't have the same experience with me. That is crazy. It is, and I kind of feel like I could have written that, but it wasn't me because I'm the same. I try, and I think that's where a lot of the time I was overcompensating as a stepmom because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't being a high conflict stepmom and that I was, you know, not replacing their mum, but making sure that I was giving them everything that they needed. Right. Without ever asking them what they needed from me. I just assumed what they needed from me. You know, and it's taken me time to learn what they actually need from me and what they don't need from me and what one child needs from me is completely different than what the other child needs from me. So true, yeah. It is very surprising to me that this stepmom is also a bio mom because you would think that she would be able to put herself in the shoes of her stepkids' bio mom and not act like that because she wouldn't want the same thing to happen to her. That's very surprising to me that she acts like that. And the fact that she um, messages bio mom's boyfriend at all seems completely unnecessary to me but to talk badly about her yeah like he doesn't want to hear that no he doesn't um, he should block her absolutely he should and that's one thing that karen 2.0 used to do and my husband blocked her um oh my god she did yeah and i think when she couldn't get through to him that's when she started messaging karen and karen's husband oh oh my god yeah. Who has the time to go out of their way to just be mean to other people? That's so wild. I know. I don't know if we're going to have time to do a Stepmoms Anonymous in this episode, but since we're talking all about the high-conflict step parent, the last story just segues to the 
mother of all high conflict step parent stories. And I've been so excited to read this to you and not because it's a good story. It's just, it's insane. I'm going to call the the stepmom in this, I'm going to call her Karen 2.0 only because the bio mum wrote her real name in the message. So I'll use Karen 2.0. Okay. So I messaged her because she's told me a few stories before and I just said, by the way, I'm recording the podcast on Tuesday night. We're talking about high conflict step parents. So if you have any stories that you don't mind me sharing, please let me know. And she said, Karen 2.0's whole life is a high conflict story. But I think my favorite was when she pretended to be a volunteer at CPS and put it on her LinkedIn profile and everything. (laughs) Yeah. So with more communication, I found out that the stepmom was being investigated by child services for slapping her stepdaughter. Oh, God. So then this stepmom put on her LinkedIn profile, and I know she's not lying because she sent me all the screenshots. (laughs) I love that. She put on her LinkedIn profile that she worked for children's services in Canada. And because, yeah, she's not an Australian bio mom. These are Canadian women that I'm talking to here. And then she sent me emails where this stepmom started writing emails to bio mom's mom. So she was writing emails to her stepdaughter's maternal grandmother talking about how, you know, her house is perfect and her kids are perfect and child services cleared her, but her daughter's like, saying that she's a crackhead and all the rest. Like these, these screenshots go on and, you know, just being pure, nasty, saying this nasty stuff, like saying that, you know, they're they're fat and they're ugly and, yeah. What? The kids? No, so saying that bio mom and bio mom's mother are fat and ugly. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, there's another section in here where the grandmother responded talking about how this stepmom faked a pregnancy. Oh, God, why? I, I don't know. I didn't get into that. And then this bio mom says she went after my job, my mum's job, and my grandfather's business. She went on to say, and she faked a pregnancy for literally a whole year before she even got pregnant with their son. And it was all, all over Facebook and everything. Oh, my God. How did she fake a pregnancy for a whole year? And no one was like, where's the baby? Yeah. So then she's forwarded me emails as well from the director of child services where they've basically called this stepmom out on her crazy ass behavior. I obviously don't want to read it out. I don't want to put it all out there on blast, but she goes on to say how like confirming that stepmom doesn't work for child services and that she is still being investigated by child services. In the email, it's like, could I ask that you call me again with further information so that we can clear up these concerns? I was just shocked. And then um, she she was ordered to, so this stepmom also has an Instagram page that is used to just talk shit about this bio mom. Oh my God. She even put, she puts her name out there. Everything talks about her past history. Like it blows my mind. And I've seen the stuff that she posts. And when I hear the other side of the story, it kind of it makes me see this other this stepmom in a whole different light. But it goes on how like the police were contacted about this 
Facebook page and she was talking about how child services were investigating the bio mum, but they weren't investigating the bio mum, they were investigating the step mum. And like she writes all these twisted stories and stuff. And she she talks about how the bio mum's done some crappy stuff in their past and not focusing on who bio mum is now in the present. Right. And I think that goes to like what we were talking about earlier. You can't focus on what you've been told about bio mum. You err on the side of caution. But could you imagine if you were just out there putting Karen's business all over your Instagram page? And like, why would you be doing that? That is completely unhinged. Like all of that is so wild to me. Um, Is she still with the bio dad? Yes. That's the craziest thing of all. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine if someone like faked a pregnancy and you're going to stay with them. Like that's insane. And he allows it to happen. And I've seen screenshots of the text messages between the bio dad and the bio mom. And he's constantly apologizing for Karen 2.0's behavior. He must be miserable with her. That's what I would think. If, you know, how, how can you stay with someone who's done all that? Yeah. And they keep, that's just wild. At least in my case, Karen 2.0 doesn't contact me anymore. And my ex doesn't contact me at all. So there's just no conflict, but you know, and I, I have talked about things that happened in my past relationship on my Instagram. I don't name them. Yeah. I mean, and the Instagram page isn't like, it's a blended family page, not a page specifically to hate on your ex and his wife. Exactly. Like it's, it's talking about things I went through and talking about things that I go through. And, you know, if you're offended by the things you've done, like I don't name you and if the shoe fits, but this is specifically attacking the bio mom names her everything like if you're gonna do it do it anonymously yeah right <laughs> but yeah and that that's where the issues have been with my page is that you know karen 2.0 and my ex don't like the things that i posted because i stopped keeping my mouth shut about the db and started talking about the truths of things i didn't name him so no one who follows me actually knows who he is right you know it's not like i'm putting his name on blast but my page isn't specifically about tearing down the other co-parents it's right it's really just talking about and you know it's a learning curve when I first started I probably shared a bit too much it's definitely a learning curve because you don't like you don't realize like everything that you're putting online sometimes just because you're in like the heat of the moment and you're going through it I feel like I put too much out on the first like when I first started too yeah so when I first started I probably put too much out there And I've changed it and I've curbed it and I try and be more careful with my wording and, you know, I'm human, I may slip up, but one thing I've always made sure is not to name the people and not, and nothing I say is a lie. Right. You know, whereas this stepmom on this page is only telling one side of the story and telling past events as present facts right and she's literally breaking the law by saying she works for cps i don't know about in canada but i know someone who pretended she was a cps worker in the u.s and she got arrested because you're not allowed to do that well i know i know in australia you can't like pretend to be a cop or anything like that so it's still considered like impersonating an officer here to uh, pretend to be cps 
I'm going to have to, when we get off recording, I'm going to have to Google that and find out if it's impersonating an officer here because I'd be interested to know that because it was on on her LinkedIn profile and everything. I don't know if that would count if it's like just online, but it should. That's crazy. Well, it should. Like it's on there. She was sending emails talking about it and basically saying how CPS weren't going to do anything because she works for them. And crazy. Yeah. Oh my God. I feel so bad for that bio mom because like she can't escape that she she can't and I don't know I tried to help her but I thought what I experienced was bad I thought what the other bio moms that wrote in experienced were bad but this is next level and that's only one of the stories like she has told me so many other stories but that definitely takes the cake for now yeah it definitely does that is absolutely insane I can't even like, I can't wrap my head around the fact that her husband stays with her. Yeah. That's just an unstable human. Yes. She needs therapy more than anyone I've ever heard of. Absolutely. But (laughs) on that note, I think we're out of time again. We are. Thanks for listening. And please follow us on Instagram, subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. And leave us a review. Bye. Bye.